0: point six the situation. Yes, good morning and Grand Rising 32 minutes, 32 minutes past the hour. It is the Morning Machine, the machine that makes your mornings move. And thank you so much for making the machine a part of your daily morning routine. Part of that morning routine consists of Black Business Month. Now, we've been highlighting black business, black-owned businesses the whole time for the month of August. And on top of that, might I be re- remiss to mention that we do this all the time? So it doesn't have to be a set month. We celebrate black owned businesses all day, every single day. And of course, this week, you know it's presented by Situations Media Entertainment, giving you the best through this station, 102.6 The Situation. Of course, this is another phenomenal interview we are about to have because. I have to tell you about this man that is sitting in this studio today, the first live live interview in studio for Black Business Month. And we look forward to having more. We are speaking about Judge Parker. Now, you may have heard his name before, because within the last couple of weeks, he has been on Spiritual Fortitude with Dr. Angela Kennel and he has spoken about his story And his real estate journey and everything. Now, for the Morning Machine listeners, you got to hear it again. If you heard it before, you got to hear it again. Because he is the owner of TAP Training and Learning Academy. And he's teaching real estate, entrepreneurship, and it's a total learning experience. Of course, he earned his Georgia real estate license in 1998. Broker license 2001 instructors license 2010 quite a journey actively selling real estate and he achieved sales high enough to place him in a different category I'm not even going to go there because y'all need to know all of that (laughs) we're not going to put too much out there but just understand that this brother is making it happen okay he's making it happen now Here's the other part about it. Additionally, he was awarded a grant from the Research and Recovery Fund from the Georgia Real Estate Commission to teach broker responsibilities and managing a Georgia real estate account, trust account to brokers and agents licensed in Georgia. So not only is this man selling, but he's also teaching. It's about the education. Continuing education is always important. Countless hours of training and instructing thousands of real estate professionals locally and around the state. And I got to do it. He knows it's coming. I got to do it. And don't laugh at me because you know I'm going to go flip Wilson on everybody. (laughs) Hear ye. Hear ye. The court is now in session. Here come the judge. Judge Parker, good morning.
1: Well, good morning. Good morning. I need to hire you. You need to be my right man. (laughs)
0: This happens consistently, and that's how we do it. And speaking of how we do it, Mm -hmm. you've been doing this for a long time, real estate. So I like to do something. I like to talk about the journey. Let's take it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union Square. Let's go ahead and speak on the beginning. What was your passion for real estate, and how did it develop until this journey now? Mm
1: Well, you know, my passion really—it didn't start in real estate. I was in banking. I was Mm -hmm. a uh, senior vice president for Bank of America, and I managed the uh, a um, special asset portfolio where we managed uh, documented vessels, expensive uh, yachts, Mm -hmm. airplanes, expensive cars, exotic cars, and it was uh, a—we repossessed those items. So, but the bank. In my portfolio, I had real estate in it, mm-hmm. but the real estate we had, the minimum price of it was about $2.5 million. And this was in the 90s. This was in the in the mid-90s. And mm. the bank sent me to school to get a real estate license because banking has always been trying to get into real estate. And I got the license in in two thousand 1997, in, in 98, 90, 98. And what happened was is that I was traveling so much, mm-hmm. I just decided that, hey, I got this real estate license. I quit my job and in turn started selling real estate full time in 99 and never looked back. Nice. Nice.
0: A lot of people don't know the challenges of the real estate industry. You have to adapt to a lot of changes, especially as it pertains to like, Mm -hmm. you know, interest rates Mm -hmm. and all of that. How much of a challenge was it for you at the beginning of your real estate journey? And how did you overcome
1: well, it was very challenging because one is that real estate is, in most cases, uh, about ninety-nine percent of the jobs you have in real estate, with the exception of those corporations that hire brokers to manage, is commission only. So mm. w- if you you don't work, you don't eat, and Facts. if you don't work, you don't make any money. So and it's and it's a that's a challenge in itself. The other part of that is dealing with and understanding interest rates, but I think the biggest part is is helping people understand what that means and how it goes into effect and how they need to move and how you need to do it and at the speed that you need to do it at. Because sometimes it gets to the point where, because of the interest rates, how people just say, well, I'm just looking right now, I want to make a decision and or we're going to sleep on it. And I tell them all the time, if you're going to sleep on it, you won't sleep in it because somebody Ooh. else slept on it last night. So Ooh. you got you to gotta keep moving and you got to go ahead and, 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 and agents have to learn to overcome those objections that they give you Uh, regarding it so you have to make sure that you're on top of your game to be ensure that those folks will be able to um, move forward with the goals that they've established and 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 had in mind wow Um, (laughs) that quote blew
0: me away for the people in the back please say that quote one more time because that should hit differently to every listener Mm -hmm. On planet Earth, right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: if if you're going to sleep on it, you won't sleep in it because somebody else slept on it last night. Whew. So you got to move forward. Mm. Yeah, and, and and you know it it it's it's a can be considered a a quote or cliche in some cases, but mm. it's reality. It is really, really reality. Yeah. And now in our market that we're in now, there's not enough homes. The interest rates are going up. Mm-hmm. The prices are ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. And now you you got a challenge either either you're going to get in the game or you're not. And and the other side of the challenge is that people who are selling their houses can't find a house to buy facts. So it's it's a it's a real touch and go type uh, scenario. And, and you just have to be skilled in your in your business in order to make sure that you can move your folks through the process.
0: You spoke about the adapting to change. What has been the biggest change to date along your journey since you've been doing real estate that you have had the most challenge in adapting to? Because changes happen every day and on the weekly basis. So what was the most challenging for you to adapt to personally in this
1: journey? You know, the biggest change for me in the business has been the technology and how fast it moves Mm. and trying to stay abreast of all of the different technology tools that are out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was the biggest change and the, and the most challenging for me because everything changes so quickly right. in technology. You know, who'd ever know that in 2000 or, or 99 when I started, they'd be talking about, oh, we're going to do a podcast. Well, what's a podcast? <laughs> right. It, but it, it, it's right? just that those things have changed. And now where technology is is that we used to have books that were printed with all the listings in them and it tells you every listing and where it was located. Right. 90% of the time, by the time the books were printed, the property was sold. But now we have the internet. You know, Right. We, of course, we went from the dial-up, you know, all of that. Yeah. Doo, 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 all that oh, kind of boy. crazy and then, then you go to your T1 lines, and then yeah. you, you go from t one to right cable, and now you go from broadband, and now you're going, then we, that's connected in Ethernet. Now we're, now we're in the point where we're wireless. Everything is wireless. Right. Who would ever thought that your cell phone was as powerful now as some of the biggest computer systems in the 60s and 70s? Mm-hmm. Your little bitty device. So that was a challenge understanding how to employ all of that or deploy all of that technology into your business and to find the tools that work best for you. But there's one thing that I would tell anybody mm. in business that you have to understand. I don't care how much technology you use, I don't care how good and how efficient, how effective it is, there is still nothing like the human touch. And having a face-to-face conversation mm-hmm. to create relationships, people hide behind text messages and emails. I'm very, very intentional with getting in front of folks. Very intentional. You know, let's meet, let's talk. Well, can we do it over the, over uh, email? Which tells me a lot of things. When I'm in the room with you, I can mm-hmm. feel the energy. Oh yeah, and I can read the body language. Absolutely. And if your 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 head is nodding yes, but your body is saying heck no. <laughs> I see that a lot. I see that a
0: whole lot. And, you know, that's that's a whole different journey of being able to read people. Right. You know, and that when you're reading people, that is key when you're in a commission based position, especially the world of real estate. And um, what are some misconceptions that may be out there about real estate investment? Let's talk about that because there are a lot of myths. Talk about it.
1: There's a lot of myth by virtue of these reality shows. Oh, flip this house and <laughs> oh boy, oh, we're gonna make a million dollars off of this, and we're gonna buy this and we got what happens is, is that you don't see all of the stuff that happens behind the scene. You know, you may see a house that's I call it a dog with a whole lot of fleas. got to be really torn down and renovated and done. Right, right. And a lot of that, too, is very misleading because they have a lot of corporate sponsors and monies behind them to get it done mm-hmm. without you really knowing the true cost right, right. that went into it. They tell you what their budget is, but they don't tell you the true cost or the actual cost. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a misconception that you can buy a house and flip it and make $10,000. Well, that's fine. You know what? And that, you can do that. Right. However, what you're not keeping in mind is, is that from the IRS perspective, that is called capital gains. So capital gains tax, you got to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, judge it's it's money that I've made from doing this. Well, capital gains is that you're going to pay the IRS and it could be hefty. It just depends on your tax bracket that you're in. So all of those things are mm-hmm. are are mythical because they're showing you, "Oh, I just made paid $20,000 for this house. I put 30 in and I just made $80,000 profit." Right. Okay, yeah, that's a $110,000 swing. I get it. But $80,000, you're going to pay at least 24% in capital gains tax on that unless you roll it over. But see, a lot of mm. investors are not understanding how that sheet, mm. they're, they're looking at it, oh, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to make this money and I'm going to put it in their pockets. Well, putting it in your pocket is not the best thing for you. You need to put it in, in something that is going to be a shelter to move it out over, such as you know, if you do 1031 exchanges, which is another whole type of process right. of selling property. So. It is it is mythical from that perspective because they, individuals think that, oh, this is easy. I can go out here and do it and find this house and flip this deal and move on to the next one. It's not just that simple. It's, it's a lot more moving parts to it that people have to be aware of. And, and again, I said IRS capital gains. right? The state of Georgia, if you're in Georgia, yeah. the state of Georgia Whew. has capital gains tax too as well. Absolutely. So you're going to pay on all of those. But it's it's I would tell them that you need to get yourself set up with a financial planner and an accountant and a good lawyer to help you understand the processes and create your corporations or LLCs. I'm not a big fan of an LLC. I just I call an LLC a glorified sole proprietorship. I like the S-Corps because of the protect, long-term protection and the liability releases that you get from, from an S-Corp then you, you don't get necessarily from an LLC. So that, that's another whole story. But yeah. the point is is that flipping it is one thing. And, and let me say this too. Okay. The term flipping by definition from HUD is illegal because oh wow let me and i'll explain why Mm -hmm. flipping means that there is some form of activity that may not be um considered legal that you do for instance you may have a falsely inflated appraisal you may have a lender that is that that is um in cahoots and and fudging numbers things of that nature Mm. you may not be given the full value so when people Mm. say oh flip this house unless you're paying cash right if you're paying cash you can call it flip, but if you're getting a mortgage or a loan on that property, you got to be careful about what you're calling a flip. You can call wow. it the more legal term is called a quick turn, but oh, you're going to get you. what is called an ARV an after repair value appraisal. So the appraisal will look at the property and say, okay, if all of these things are done, this is what this house could be worth. Wow. So it's it's just another whole process. And I think that a lot of people don't look to see what the processes are. And in Georgia, Mortgage fraud is real. You will go to jail. Yeah. You will go to federal prison in Georgia for mortgage fraud. Yeah. And that could be a form of mortgage fraud. And it is hmm. not something that you just want to say, oh, I'm going to go get this and flip this property and move on to the next one. And you getting a loan and you lied to the lender and you didn't do what you said you was going to do. All of those things happen. So it is – It is. I would tell people to do their research to understand what it is that they're getting into to ensure that they can do it properly and not have any issues moving forward
0: absolutely and you know a lot of this is what you teach at tap academy that's correct tap training and learning academy Mm -hmm. so speak on tap training and learning academy and how that came about
1: well tap training and learning academy came about primarily because when i first started training uh, a lot of my schools that were owned by the white my white counterparts would not give me opportunities Wow, that just wouldn't. Uh, well, we need you to have more experience, or we have enough instructors. I, I can remember vividly being told that on several occasions, and I decided that you know what, you're not going to push me out. I'm going to I'm going to create my own. You're going to march in, right? I'm gonna march in. So I created Tap Academy, and Tap Training Academy came from my name. Uh, it came to me in a sleep, in in while I was in sleep, uh, asleep, it came to me in a dream, brother, and I saw a gavel, mm-hmm. and I saw tap. A, a, a gavel tapping yeah and uh-huh. so that was tap and then i took and then later it came to me about i guess about a week or so later came to me in the dream what tap meant mm-hmm. it meant technique application and practical teaching you the proper techniques yeah. how to apply them and practical meaning simple it's not anything that's going to be something that's going to be outlandishly detailed that you gotta uh, uh have a write a dissertation to understand it. Mm-hmm. it and and that's how all of that came about and then, and then from there, I decided that, okay, we're going to take TAP to another level. Mm-hmm. And that next level was was create a location. So this was in 2010 when I started it. I actually didn't put it into a location until 20, 2017 is when I started looking at locations. Mm-hmm. And then we actually got one in 20, um, 2018, but we didn't open until 2019. Uh, because of all of the obstacles we ran into with the municipality with getting the buildings and things of that nature mm-hmm. uh, completed. and then 2020 hit COVID. right. And business is kind of that. So if we had to switch to go to go to a virtual. so but tap has been still been productive and has still been profitable uh, by virtue of the the classes that we offer. And also by virtue of the people that we've actually uh, we have as a part of as our instructor cadre as well. So it's been mm-hmm. really good. It's been been some challenges there, but however we still have been productive and we still have been able to reach the masses uh, around the state as well as those states. I mean I teach in Alabama, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, and Tennessee because there are agents in those surrounding states that have Georgia license. Right. So those organizations will call me to come and do. Uh, classes to include Florida. Florida is the same way. Come and do classes for their Georgia agents. So
0: let's ask this question at TAP Training and Learning Academy. You find you have a lot of people come into within the field of real estate mm-hmm. and brokerage, right? Mm-hmm. What do you find to be the most popular subject that most real estate agents or uh, people wanting to know real estate usually want to dive into the most like they're asking this question like all right when do we get to this Mm -hmm. what are they most excited Mm -hmm. about when they come to tap
1: well for brokers and agents those are already licensed they're most excited about the advertisement rules and understanding Mm -hmm. how they can properly advertise um, and knowing what they can do without getting themselves in trouble with advertising according to what the state law says and, and mm-hmm. what the rules and regulations say, that's one of the most popular ones. The other one is contracts understanding how to properly complete those forms and prepare them for their clients and customers that they engage with on a daily basis. And I would say the third one would be, um, well, I, I think it's a toss up between, uh, the code of ethics and, um, goodness, what's the name of it and license law. Yeah. Gotcha. So I think those two are kind of a tie, but, but for the most part, uh um, you know, we, we make all of our classes top-notch, regardless as to whatever it is. We, we're going to make sure that it's top-notch. It's all PowerPoint-driven, and, mm-hmm. and the instructors are very knowledgeable, and they know the material. They don't stand there and read to you uh, because they're very fluent in the materials that, they, that they've prepared, and they've studied that material so that way they can come to class and be a, um, be a person to, to be an expert on the subject matter that they're presently teaching.
0: Absolutely. A couple more questions before we before we finish up here. On the website, I see something under courses that says cram courses. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. How much are you cramming in and what does that look like because it looks like all right, we're going to drive all the information into you real quick mm-hmm. and You're going to be you're going to be that sponge, and you're going to retain it. And we have ways to help you retain that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So talk about the cram courses.
1: Well, the cram course is primarily for pre license. If a person has gone through a pre license course and they need to get some additional testing Mm -hmm. uh, in order to pass the state exam, is basically what the cram course do. So the cram course is a series of tests. You may do a three. We do a six hour, uh, twelve hour cram course, six hours each day, and Uh each. And each day, the students will probably answer about three to four hundred questions each day uh, of that subject matter in order to pass the state exam. To get right. them prepared for that, that's basically what it is. You know, I've always said that cramp, that term was misleading, and I've been trying to find another way to to uh, market it from a standpoint of of what it actually does. But yeah, and but that's what the cram course does. It it you're getting you're you're still getting some overview in the subject matters. We'll go through all of the. Uh, 12 different topics that you have to be fluent in, in order to pass the state exam. We'll go over all 12 of those, but we'll give you a brief synopsis of it and talk about it briefly and then give you a test over it and go over the test and help you understand why you missed the question or what, what would have made the question wrong or, uh, more so than anything. So it's, it's that type of uh, course for the individuals who are taking a lot of tests.
0: I would, I would have called the cram course like a power pack because you're getting a power pack of knowledge mm-hmm in a short period of mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. you're getting, you're, you're testing your knowledge. You're mm-hmm. testing your, the power of your mind mm-hmm. as it pertains to the real estate. I would call it the power pack. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you're, you're packing in the knowledge, but it's powerful knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, you know,
1: just a, just a
0: thought All there. Right. No, you no, know. That's, that's
1: a good thought to use. Yeah. Like I said, we, I've been toying with that for the last few months. I <laughs> said, what we were going to rename that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And one last thing. So, you've been on this journey for decades
1: now. Yes. almost 30 years.
0: It's almost 30 years. So three, so almost three decades of experience, learn, learning your, on your own, learning yourself and then teaching what you've learned. What is the best advice for someone who is following in your footsteps, these young entrepreneurs, these young real estate agents who are still continuing that, that education in order to be in a teaching position such as yourself? What advice do you have for them this morning?
1: Master your craft. Mm. Master your craft. If there's one thing that I, I hear a lot of is that people always say, well, you got to have multiple streams of income. Right. I agree, but you got to master something first. Yeah, that's you true. Get into multiple streams. For instance, for me, multiple streams for me is real estate sales as well as training. Mm-hmm. So those are two multiple streams that are too closely related and then the third one would be investing. But the point is is that I mastered the sale, the art of selling and the craft of working the business to understand it before I moved into those other areas in order to create another stream of income. And I think that that's the biggest Biggest misnomer with most of uh, young un- entrepreneurs there is that you got to master something first, and then once you master it, then you you're now running your business. and And I, I look at this two ways with entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are those that are looking to create businesses and and do different things. Right. A business owner is that person who has found his or her niche and is running the business. Mm. You know, in that regard. I don't want to always be an entrepreneur. I want to be in a business owner perspective so that way I can now find, I found my niche and running my business. So you can still call me an entrepreneur if you want to, but I'm a business owner and I'm someone that is running a business and running an effective business and not putting myself in a position where I'm trying to do 20 things at one time. I, I can't be your credit man. along with your real estate agent and your mortgage officer and all of those things in one. I can't do that. Let me say this. I choose not to do that. Not that that it is wrong to do it, but you got to master something first before you move on to the next task.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, that is definitely some great, rich information that uh, everybody should be able to take with them throughout this week and throughout the month and throughout their journey, even, even if they're not doing real estate, that's whatever the business is. yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. From an entrepreneurship standpoint, Mm -hmm. that advice is just absolutely phenomenal. And, um, you know, we're just, we're just definitely in, in all of the information that you've given to us. And I say, thank you for that information this morning, because we all need it, especially in our community, you know, we need it. And, one last thing before we before we go here, and thank you so much for coming in this morning and allowing us to celebrate you inside Black Business Month, give you your flowers and give you the credit where it's due. Where can thank everybody you. find you, follow you, and connect to enroll in Tap Training and Learning Academy?
1: Sure, you can find us on Instagram at Tap Academy ATL. You can find us on Facebook at TAP Academy ATL, and our website is tapacademyatl.com. And all the information is on the website to let you know when our next courses are being offered. we got one coming up now, but all the next courses that will be offered and where they'll be, uh, where they'll be offered, the locations, things of that nature, and you're able to uh, contact us through the website. If you have questions, we're able to answer those questions for you as well.
0: Let me tell you something. This has been some awesome, rich information, and you're not even going to be a stranger. You'll be back soon. You will be back. I promise (laughs) you, you will be back because this rich information is everything that we need. And you haven't even scratched the surface on a lot of the information. You can only only do but so much in a half hour. But I look forward to you coming back more and more because there's some more questions that I couldn't get in that I want to ask about real estate and we know where to contact you. So that's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but Absolutely. thank you once again for being on the morning machine. And like I said, this is not your last time being on the morning machine because there will be many more. Thank you. Thank you. And thank
1: you again thank for your you witch for information. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. And coming up another power hour of mental health and mindset monday presented by paradigm shift marathon of the mindset mindset if i could say it right see he provided so much rich information i can't even i can't even get my words out but it's a powerful book written by coach Jarvis Jordan and that power hour is coming up next with the one they call Shelly Belly so She is coming up and we're going to have a great conversation. Stay locked in. It is pretty much the top of the hour. Stay tuned.